Our first scripture reading this morning comes to us from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 26, verses 31 through 35. Listen to God's word. Then Jesus said to them, You will all become deserters because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. And Peter said to them, Though all become deserters because of you, I will never desert you. And Jesus said to him, Truly, I tell you this very night before the cock crows, you will deny me three times. And Peter said to him, Even though I must die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. And our second reading is from the letter to the Galatians, chapter 2, verses 11 through 14. Listen again to God's word. But when Cephas, that's Peter, came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood self-condemned. For until certain people came from James, Peter used to eat with the Gentiles. But after those people came, he drew back and kept himself separate for fear of the circumcision faction. And the other Jews joined him in this hypocrisy, so that even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not acting consistently with the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter before them all, If you, though a Jew, live like a Gentile and not like a Jew, How can you compel the Gentiles to live like Jews? This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Peter, Petra, the rock. Maybe a little. It's looking at something truly within his character that I think may not have been accessible to him all the time. It was just part of who he was. Can you imagine Andrew, his brother, younger brother, I think, going in and telling their mom and dad what Peter was doing out there? You'll never believe what Peter's doing. He's throwing rocks at Mr. So-and-so's donkey. You won't believe that. And so Peter's father goes out and says, why are you throwing rocks at Mr. So-and-so's donkey? And Peter says, well, all the other guys were doing it. And he said, well, if the other guys were jumping off a cliff, would you do that too? And Peter's mother, mother chimed in and said, honey, don't say that. It's Peter. Yes, of course he would jump off. Think about it. Jesus says, follow me. What does Peter do? Puts down everything and walks off, as far as we know. And Andrew too, and then James and John. Peter has this impulsive sense of who he is. And you never quite know what he's going to be up to, but you know it's going to get interesting. Now, what Paul is talking about this morning is the fact that when Peter first went out to convert people to Christianity. And he approached the Jews. 
He also approached some Gentiles, and they converted. Now, some of the Jews felt like, especially James, the brother of Jesus, over in Jerusalem, felt like if you were Gentile and you became Christian, then you needed to become Jewish first and swear to the and do all things Jewish. Now, Paul had always gone around and taught, it doesn't matter. Christian is Christian. If they convert, they convert. They don't need to be Jews in order to do that. God's grace is active in their lives. And so, when James came along, or people from James, Peter, who had been dealing with Jews, eating with non-Jews, he decided, oh, I guess I better not do that. And Paul always believed that Jew and Gentile don't matter when you're talking about Christian belief and who Christians are. Paul said, let it go and follow the gospel. But Paul got hold of Peter person to person at one point. And Paul taught, like we heard, Paul told him, look, you have lived like a Gentile because you thought it was right to do. But then somebody comes and tells you you're a bad person and scolds you for it. And you immediately stop talking to Gentiles and eating with them and associating. And Paul said, what is wrong with you, you hypocrite? As Paul would. These people had come and told him, you're not really a disciple of Jesus. And so Peter caved on it and decided to be more Jewish and exclude Gentiles. And we think peer pressure is a new thing. It's not. It's been around for a long, long time. Jesus is told in our, chapter, our verse from Matthew that he has to suffer. And we're talking about Peter chiming in. Now, Peter is one of those who has never quite understood what Jesus was saying or what Jesus was really about. He's already told them, look, we're going to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to suffer and die. And Peter says, oh, no, 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 no. No, we'll protect you. And Jesus says, no, you won't. You're going to abandon me. You're going to run away when things get tough and scary. And the disciples, especially Peter, oh, we're all going to stick by you. But then the Romans come. And we know the story. Jesus gets arrested. And where are the disciples? Well, I think they vanished from the garden because they certainly vanished from the story. Don't you think? They take off running. And I like to think that the guy who, in one of the Gospels, who cuts off the Roman, uh, the guard's ear, I like to think that was Peter. It just seems like something Peter would do. And Jesus says, no, you don't do that. And Jesus also says, I told you you'd run away. I told you you'd run away. And later, Peter, as we all know, denies Jesus before the rooster crows that day. Three times. Oh, you were with Jesus? I I don't know that guy. Jesus who? 
Consider our own devotion to Jesus and his good news. Do we ever vacillate? It's okay to nod. Okay. You've already confessed your sins. You're okay. All right. Of course we do. Nobody vacillates more than a minister. Believe me. We're faced with the, the tiny little jots and tittles of the gospel all day, every day. And it's hard to be consistent. Have any of us ever been inconsistent in our devotion to God? Ever been unsure that there even is a God? Oh, come on. Have you ever given in to peer pressure? I know you don't think I was born a minister. But think about it this way. Did you ever think, too, that somehow you're not good enough? Well, I can't do the things the saints did. I can't possibly follow Jesus to the cross. Well, you probably can't. But you can be great like the saints. And you want to know why? Because of God's free grace, as Martin Luther taught, we are all saints. Only by God's grace, not because God gives us hard things to do and then we do them and get burned at the stake or you know, dragged by horses. We are saints because God imparts God's own righteousness to us. It's not something we earn. It's something we're just given. So if you've ever felt any of those things, I want you to think about this desertion committed against Jesus when he needed his disciples the most. And remember, you're in good company. We all vacillate. We all have doubts. There's nothing wrong with that. You think about Peter and what ultimately happened and how he spread the gospel the way he did. He was an illiterate fisherman from this tiny backwater village in a third-rate Roman province. Can anything good come from Galilee? Peter was inconsistent. I will stay with you forever. No, you won't. He's a little slow on the uptake. Well, we, I'm going to suffer and die well, we're not going to let you do that. A little later on, I'm going to suffer and die. Don't say that, Lord. Why do you say these things to us? And then Jesus does suffer and die. And what does Peter do? He does the denial, sure. But after Jesus is dead, Peter and the other disciples run and hide. Because they're afraid the same thing might happen to them. But Peter was human just like us. He could be swayed, of course. He sometimes did the wrong things, of course. He's Peter, but he's still a human being. You're saints, but you're still human beings. And if the Reformation taught us anything, it taught us that we're saints because of God's love for us. 
Not because we meet God's criteria for righteousness. We can't do that, so God gives us His own righteousness. And finally, think about this too. This impulsive fisherman who just never could seem to catch on in a lot of ways is still called the rock. That hasn't changed. And he's still proved to be one of the most committed evangelists in the history of the church. And he ran away. And he made impulsive decisions. And he made some serious mistakes along the way. But, we're in great human company. And you do have the right to claim the title of saint. Because God made it so. Amen.